0: Buenos dias, Gardner's Bay. This is the Rorschach Venezuela update from Thursday, the 3rd of June, 2021. The show will be around 10 minutes of the big stuff going on in Venezuela. On the 26th of May, it was announced that Alberto Fernandez, the president of Argentina, withdrew the country's support in the lawsuit against Nicolas Maduro made before the International Court of Justice in The Hague. The lawsuit process began in 2018 when six countries, among them Argentina, accused the Maduro government of human rights violations. At that time, Argentina was governed by Mauricio Macri. On the 15th of June, prosecutor Fatu Bensuda must rule on the result of the preliminary examination and if solid evidence is found on the violation of human rights in Venezuela, they will proceed to open a criminal process against the officials of the Maduro government. On Monday, May 31st, the NGO Fundaredes reported that the eight soldiers who had been kidnapped by the FARC for more than a month were released, and at the moment, they were in Caracas for a medical checkup. So far, the Maduro government has not given any official information in this regard. In the midst of the multifactorial crisis that Venezuela is experiencing, there is good news that shows that people and institutions overcome the situation. This is seen in the inauguration of the first open classroom in Venezuela with sustainable energy. The Andres Bello Catholic University inaugurated this space on the 25th of May, and it will work for both undergraduate and graduate areas. The electrical system with 30 solar panels and a wind turbine will provide electricity to a part of the university, and it will also be a part of an experimental laboratory for the installation courses of wind and photovoltaic generation parks. Now, let's talk a little about COVID-19 in Venezuela. Nicolas Maduro announced the second phase of vaccination in the country. This phase will be massive, and it is estimated to vaccinate 70% of the population between May and December 2021. The order in which people will be vaccinated will be chosen randomly through the Carnet de la Patria homeland card, and the place for the application of the vaccine will be indicated to people through an SMS. After opposition leaders and citizens spoke out against the discrimination that implies using the homeland card as a way to get the vaccine, Health Minister Carlos Alvarado announced a web platform to register and for those who do not wish to register for the vaccine in the homeland card system. In the same vein, the governor of the Zulia state in western Venezuela, Omar Prieto, has regulated the price of oxygen cylinders after the cases of coronavirus soared in the region. Prieto ordered that the maximum price per oxygen cylinder would be $25, and that the National Superintendents for the Defense of Socioeconomic Rights and his government entities will monitor so everyone involved complies with the regulation. In addition to this, the Maduro government announced that vaccination centers in the country won't necessarily be health centers. For instance, the Hotel Alba Caracas, a former Hilton hotel expropriated by the late Hugo Chavez, was enabled as a vaccination center against COVID-19 and began operating last Friday, the 28th of May. On Sunday, the 30th of May, Nicolas Maduro announced that there are five suspicious cases of the Indian variant of COVID-19 in the Apure state in the southwest of Venezuela. Although it has not yet been proven that they are of that strain, Maduro reported that the cases are isolated in that region, awaiting confirmation on the type of COVID variant they have. And in good news related to COVID, Venezuelan microbiologist Alberto Pani's. Mondolfi leads the medical team at Mount Sinai Hospital in New York that developed a saliva PCR test to detect COVID 19 in children. This test will make going back to school much safer. The PCR developed by Alberto Penny's team is not only much more accessible for public schools, since each one costs only $30 compared to the 75 to $200 the traditional tests cost, but it is also much less invasive. And with the imminent return to classrooms in the upcoming months, Nicolas Maduro announced that it is expected that by October, Venezuelan children can also return to in-person classes. I hope that the vaccination plan that we have for June, July, August, and September is fulfilled, that we can vaccinate more than 70% of the population. And then in October, when we return to an in-person classes, schools, said Nicolas Maduro last Tuesday, the 25th of May. In another vein, with the elections on the horizon, the National Electoral Council announced that from the 1st of June to the 15th of July, an operation will be carried out throughout the country both to register new voters and for those who wish to modify their data in the permanent electoral registry. The National Electoral Council also announced that 87 political parties are registered and qualified for the 21st of November elections. Out of the total, four parties were authorized last week by the Supreme Court of Justice, although Pedro Calzadilla president of the National Electoral Council, did not give further details about them. Regarding economic news, Nicolas Maduro spoke with the National Assembly for a bill to create special economic zones. The bill was approved, and it stipulates the creation of special regions designated only by the president of the republic, where the investment of public and private capital, national and foreign, will be stimulated and which will also enjoy benefits such as reduction or total cancellation of taxes, among other incentives, fiscal and tributary. According to Deputy Vielma Mora, the law seeks to create decent jobs and wages, as well as the generation of income for the regions. The United States Department of Treasury issued the General License 8H, with which it extends the term of operation between Pedevesa and the American oil companies Halliburton, Schlumberger Limited, Baker Hughes, and Weatherford International until 1st of December of this year. This is the seventh extension of the permit under the economic sanctions imposed by the United States government on Venezuela that prohibit commercial transactions with the Maduro government. However, by recognizes Juan Guaido as president in charge, the permits allow the operations to continue in Venezuelan territory. And finally, the photograph of a young Venezuelan carrying an old woman in his arms along the Rio Grande River went viral on social networks, putting the focus again on the number of Venezuelans who crossed that river to obtain asylum in the United States. According to official figures, in April alone, around 6,000 Venezuelans crossed this border in order to obtain American asylum. That's it for this week. If you like the show, make sure to subscribe and share it with your friends. Let us know your thoughts and ideas. Please Leave a review, or you can also send us an email with your recommendations or questions to podcast at Rorshock.com.